0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of the 9 to 5 Faith podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Dr. Tony Krone on the podcast today as we talk about health and wellness and what it is like to run a business in today's world and keep God at the center. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode here with Dr. Anthony Krone. I feel so official calling you that. Anthony, how the heck are you?
1: It's, it's just Anthony. We can just <laughs> call me Anthony. It works just fine. That's what people call me or they call me Tony in practice. So either Tony. one.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I should have asked that. I was like thinking like, what's the short for Anthony? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did. I did not put that together in my brain.
1: Yeah. Everyone's like, are you Italian? I'm like, no, I'm actually <laughs> like German and Irish. So <laughs> no, nope. my mom just liked the name Anthony. So yeah. yeah, Tony's perfect. Anthony's perfect. We can cut the doctor
0: out. Oh, I, I yeah, I agree. I, I like informalities, but also you worked your butt off to get that doctor. So I always like to respect that at the beginning for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah.
1: It <laughs> was, it was a grind and it definitely
0: got me to where I am today
1: for sure. Yes.
0: That's awesome. So where are you? Like, let's talk about that. Where are you? Where the heck are you? Yeah.
1: So I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I, which we'll get into the conversation. I, I was working in Spring Hill. So I've lived here for the past three years, had a job as an associate chiropractor down in Spring Hill at a private practice. So I was making the, the 30 minute commute south Um, and then decided to move from Nashville to Franklin, which cut it like to 10 minute drive. And then I, I'm a, I'm a city kid. I, I missed downtown Nashville, even though I grew up in a town of about 1600 people in Nebraska. Um, maybe that's why I love the city so much because I had to drive an hour for a Walmart.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: and we just had fast food. We had no, like, Applebee's or stoplights or anything. So I think I'm just like absorbing the big big biggish city life. So I'm I'm up in Nashville now.
0: Very exciting, very exciting. And you said you were an associate chiropractor at an office. What's what's the situation now?
1: Yeah. So I'm sure by the time this airs out, I will be all in on my own chiropractic practice. Um, So I. Event Like coming out of chiropractic or in chiropractic school, you have three options. You can associate and work under someone, you can rent out a space from someone, or you can start your own. I had absolutely no desire to start my own practice because I was like, I have high six figures in debt. I don't know what I'm doing. I want someone to show me the ropes. So I was like, I'm going to work under someone else's name and soak in as much information. So by the time that I'm ready to open my own practice, I I know what I'm doing. Uh, so about a year ago, um, little little less than that, um, I just felt the 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 push and the the stir from the Lord to to finally go off go off on your own, make the leap. So uh, this would have been towards the end of last year. And then I, I sat down with my boss end of the year and I just said, hey, um, it's it's time for me to go on my own. Um, I appreciate everything that we've done. And it, it's been a, a very smooth transition. Uh, no animosity, no hard feelings. Um, obviously, they want to keep me there and I want to stay with my patients down in Spring Hill. But I felt uh, a bigger push and a bigger calling to what, what my new practice is going to be. Um, so yeah, I, I am a business owner of Chrome Functional Wellness. That's
0: so exciting An awesome name, by the way.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're just kind of combining a bunch of different stuff so then I can have, have all the tools to help whoever walks through my door. So,
0: yeah. So I totally agree with like the whole not wanting to go out on your own thing. I always like said, I would never do that. And, you know, here I am kind of. Doing exactly that. How did you broach that conversation with your boss?
1: So I am someone who does not like to have the difficult conversation. I do not like confrontation. Um, that's I mean, that's been my whole life, and there's a lot of like reasons behind that. Um, but my my boss sensed something. Um I, I think I'm pretty good about not showing emotion and, and kind of coming off as I, I have it all together and everything's fine. And he, he started to sense that I I had a little bit of that push. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately I knew, I knew it had to happen. And I, I sat down with him at the end of the year, shaking and super nervous and, and kind of teared up a little bit. Cause I mean, that's me saying that this is the end of, of what Mm -hmm. we've been doing for the past three years. So very bittersweet, um, very, very nerve wracking because I mean, at that moment, it's reality. Um, you say, okay, I'm, I'm on my way out. Um,
0: and there's no taking that back. (laughs) back.
1: There's, I mean, there's, yeah, you can take it back and, and change your mind, but I'm like, no, like I'm fully trusting the Lord. And, Mm -hmm. He he has a a bigger call for me. Um, so after like, like everyone says, once you have like the conversation, like you you don't regret it. Like you just everyone to a gr- degree has those nerves going into it, and then after you have it, you're like, okay, that wasn't that wasn't so bad.
0: Uh, time to take a deep breath. You just feel like yeah. this weight lifted off of you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. So that that conversation was really good. Um, ultimately, I I want to practice a little bit different, um, and to respect his business and what he's built for the past Mm -hmm. 17 years. Um, it's just, it was, it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And,
0: and I think you're highlighting like a really important point there is like, not only, not only do you envision something different for yourself and you're not, you're not stepping away just so that you can build your own thing, but you're stepping away to honor, what he's built and it's a he, right? Yep. Yep. What he's built and, and the vision he had too. I've never really thought about it like that, but I think that's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause there's, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll kind of get into it now. You probably have the question coming, but I, I, I have noticed in my past three years um, there, the adjustment is amazing. like it. it helps so many people, but it's only one piece of the equation. There's so much else that the person needs to fix whatever they're coming in with, whether it's some soft tissue work, whether it's some exercises to do at home. Um, I found that it goes even deeper than that, whether it's like nutrition support or again, even deeper than that there's there's emotional levels that whether it happened to us in the past or there's some sort of stressor in our life that's causing our body to have this we'll call it chaos or, or dis, dysfunction going on i started to pick up on those little like tendencies with the patients and i'm like okay there's something to this like yes mm-hmm. we're getting them probably 90% better with what we're doing but I know and I I sense that there's something deeper that if they have the comfort and ability to address um, not necessarily the elephant, the hiding elephant in the room, I guess, um, the breakthrough is going to happen with their healing. So yeah. I, I'm just like, I, I'm an empath. I I connect with people a little bit deeper, like the things that some of my patients have shared with me. Um, they don't tell you about this in chiropractic school or really anything. They don't prepare you and say, patients are going to come in and either have the best day ever, or they just found out that their spouse is leaving them. And like, I don't know if it says it on my face right now. I have a mustache. So probably not, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, the things that they share with me, I'm like, wow. Okay. I have a obligation to my patient to, get them to the right person to help that or just be there for them to be that open ear. Cause that's part of healing also is mm-hmm. sharing the, the deep dirty stuff um, within reason, of course, right. um, to, uh, to bring about that healing and and the, the tears, the, the relief after they're able to share that and get that off their chest um, has been really powerful. And just that level of trust that they have, um, obviously patient confidentiality is number one for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So they know, and I I reiterate, I'm like, thank you so much for sharing. Like none of this leaves these four walls. Like I'll be praying for you. If that's like, if I know that they're um, walking with the Lord, Um, if they're not walking with the Lord, I'm still going to pray for them. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just an opportunity to bring in so much more healing than what say you google a chiropractor and what it says on google
0: right yeah oh my gosh you have me like wanting like chomping at the bit to go so many different ways with this because like I love this stuff and I've said for so many years just like in my little you know boonies in of Arizona I'm like there needs to be a doctor where you can go to one doctor's office and get everything taken care of I'm so tired of running to eight different offices for one problem like Yeah, it's
1: it's so unfortunate how the the system is set up that way. You uh, you go to the doctor and they they send you over to a different specialty and they send you to a different specialty and there's no communication going on. And and I think and a lot of my colleagues also say that like chiropractic has the opportunity to be that gatekeeper uh, because traditional medical doctors, family physicians, they don't have the training in like musculoskeletal complaints. They mm-hmm. have the uh, like sickness model, the medication down, but right. they they weren't taught these like diagnoses and the, the treatment for uh, like a non-pharmacological route. And yeah. so our, our knowledge background and our education, like we had to learn so many different systems. So then if a patient comes in with something that's glaring like they cannot be adjusted then then we know like yeah they they need to go to this person. So right. it's it's a really cool opportunity to meet the patient where they're at and kind of help them navigate or go to the right provider if they're not right. Yeah.
0: That's for I I have a lot of friends who are like it's not healthcare it's sick care and I'm like hey ain't that the truth? They're not moving you towards health they're only moving you when you're sick. You know, rather than kind of your ability to have a better like health span in your life. Yeah. It's, have you, it's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: No, I, I resonate with that so much. It's my, my stepdad. So he's a family physician and I mean, bless his heart. Like he, he's been practicing for uh, maybe 30 years. I don't know exactly, but it's just, they're only taught. They only know what they're taught. Mm-hmm. And so Yes, there is a sense of responsibility that you have to keep up with um, today and what what's required of today. Um, but like they they only know so much, and they're amazing for the right time and place. Like if I break my right. arm, absolutely, I'm not going to the chiropractor. I'm right. going to the doctor. <laughs> um, but if I have like sniffles or if I have like some just like viral stuff going on, I don't. I mean, I used to like want to jump to medication and antibiotics and all this medication, but our body is so much smarter and Mm -hmm. God knew exactly what he was doing. He knew that we didn't need some sort of antiviral or medication. That's just going to mask the symptoms. Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's so much more and, um, we don't have to re go down that sick care route. Like there's, there's so many
0: other options for us. Yeah. Have you read the book? The body keeps the score yeah Yeah. when that, you're I, saying like yeah. the body holds on to different emotions i was just like flashing through that in my head it's a dense read for whoever's listening if you can like if you like reading a textbook like that's practically what it is but like what you were hitting on of like our body stores our emotion in different ways and like the your regular you know doctor's visit or even chiropractic visit like doesn't allow you to really identify like oh maybe I'm holding on to trauma from when I was a child and is manifesting in this way in my body um so when you're saying that I was like yes I get so excited about this stuff too yeah
1: that book is so good. And it's, it's definitely not one that you pick up off the shelf and you're like, Oh, I'm going to start this book. Like it looks, (laughs) it's some cool colors on the cover and no, it's like, you're actually actually. learning like medical terms and all this stuff. And it's, yeah, it took me a long time to go through it. And I was like, it's, it's so, so much good information. And Mm it's so true.
0: Yeah. And and you hit on another point too, which is actually really funny because one of the books that I'm writing right now is all about physical touch. And you hit on something of like, people just spill their guts to me. And I was like, oh yeah, chiropractors too, because my hairdresser, I was telling her about this book and she goes, people sit in my chair and just tell me their entire life. And I'm like, yeah and she's who else can who else in the day touches you for two hours during your appointment hair appointment my hair appointments are clearly two hours but you know what I mean <laughs> and so when you were saying that I was like oh yeah chiropractors so it's good to know people spill their guts to chiropractors too
1: that and then also uh tattoo artists they're like um, a glorified therapist like my tattoo yeah. artist knows my entire life yeah yeah um, so yeah, no, it's just, it's funny. Like,
0: cause they're touching they, you too. It's yeah, not even it, just like talking.
1: You're there for four or five hours. You might right. as well just get to know them.
0: Yeah. Spill yeah. your guts, share your life. Um, So in this, you know, future, actually, it'll probably be more present practice that you're going to be running. Where does God show up in all of this for you?
1: yeah, so I think the biggest thing is knowing and using my like my spiritual gifts to the to the best of my ability. so i'm I'm not sitting in in my office with my patients preaching the gospel over um and and like, opening up the Bible and having a Bible study with them. Now, if they, if they want to do that, absolutely. But I'm using more of like my compassion and my healing um, and just my like calm presence to give them a glimpse of what a Christ follower looks like. Mm. Um, So that's kind of like my, portrayal of like how I can be the hands and feet of the Lord is just to like meet meet the patient where they are and and not like be uh, be preachy or pushy to them um I'm just I'm being myself um then as far as like other ways that like God shows up and like patients understand that like He's he's a part of my life and my my job. Like something as simple as just like playing Christian music in yeah. in the treatment room. I I get control of what music is played, um, so I always go with something like very acoustic
0: or light. Um, and it and it hobby lobby goes, hobby. status.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Christian music of acoustics just playing while you're walking the halls. of so hobby Oh, lobby. it's so
1: peaceful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I've always been someone who isn't, isn't the pushy, pushy mm-hmm. type of a uh, person. So I just, I want them to know that like, yes, we have one job in mind. is to get you out of pain. And for that matter, like get you out of pain fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much more that goes into that piece. But if I like start to pick up and they, they start asking, or, or even if it's like, what'd you do this weekend? And they mention oh, I was at church. I was like, oh, what church do you go to? Just like little things like to slowly ease into the conversation because it's, you never know who's on your table. If it's going to be, um, full-blown, full-blown Christian, or if it's going to be someone who's new to the faith, who's very intimidated or someone who doesn't believe at all. So it's like, there's some sort of respect that you got to have for the patient to not push them away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how do you kind of straddle that line of like, you know, we're called to be bold in our faith, but we're also called to walk alongside people. So like, I think people hear those terms and think of like, two ends of a spectrum. Right? Like, how Um, do you kind of like find that middle balance of it all?
1: That's, that's really tough every day. Um, I think, since I have the pleasure of getting to see patients multiple times, mm-hmm. um, I have the ability to develop that rapport with them and like start to kind of introduce that that topic. Um, some of my questions, not like being manipulative at all, but mm-hmm. I I I do want to kind of get to know where they are in their spiritual journey. Um, yeah. because part of my, my practice, like I, I want to be able to pray for them and, and help them a little bit deeper. So if it's, um, I mean, for example, I had, um, a patient come in, she was 39 weeks pregnant. Um, I've been with, them ever, through her whole pregnancy. I knew that there were, there were Christians, um, they were having some, some complications around 39 weeks, which is a scary time. And I just, I mm. felt the Lord during that appointment. He's like, you got to pray for him. Like, mm. and this, this was still at the old office and I, I don't mm. regret doing this at all. Mm. Um, I, it took me probably like 10 minutes cause I was, I was doing treatment yeah. and then I was like, two years ago, I, I would have just like shut that door. I wouldn't have even yeah. honored that. And like, Being able to pray for them and like show them I'm not just someone in a white coat, even though I don't wear a white coat, uh, (laughs) that that I care and like actually want to help them, like that one. It just like it really filled me up, and I I I felt like a in a way like that Jesus pat on the back, like thank you for like honoring me, like choosing to pray, Uh, Mm -hmm. but also their like comfort and like the situation, like obviously first time mom, parents, and something's going wrong. And just like to know that like be other people, other than your family or close friends have, have your back. That's, that's just a cool, cool opportunity. Now do I pray for every patient while they're there on the table? No. Is it something I'm going to explore? Absolutely. But it's also that, um, that fine line between being bold or walking alongside them. Um, So it's, it's definitely a developed, Kind of that intuition, like, Mm -hmm. are they ready to have me pray over them, or is it still like they're kind of dipping their toes in the water, and I'm not ready to push them all the way in yet, kind of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, at least being in the like healthcare industry, right? Like, I mean, depending on kind of your faith, kind of upbringing, some of the physical manifestations of pain and illness could be not (laughs) Christ. Like, you know, it could be demonic. It could be something, you know, evil manifesting in their body. Uh, like going back to what we were saying, like, hey, my body holds on to trauma these ways, right? Like that was a past, you know, injustice against you, a past trauma against you. And that's how your body's still holding on to it. So all these things are so interconnected.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? the, The body's so like intricately intricately designed and like so complicated but that yeah. it, it like fuels me it's like i i want to learn more and more and yeah more.
0: yeah i think i think it's funny that like people a lot of um you know scientists are rather agnostic or atheist and i'm like do you see what is in front of you like <laughs> do you Gosh, see yeah. what is it? like what the body can do what nature can do like how is that possible
1: yeah. I I was just listening to a podcast. Uh, so Dr. Daniel Amen, he's a psychiatrist. He just wrote a book, um, but he uh, being a psychiatrist and even in the medical community there, he's a, he's a strong Christian. And he talks about like having that spiritual component and part of your healing. And some of like his colleagues and scientists are like, why are you pushing Jesus? Like, why are you pushing the Lord? And he like, straight up says, he's like, how can you like Avoid this or not believe in this. Like some right. of the healings that happen and miracles that happen, how how do you explain that? Yeah. And so it's it's so true. Like the yeah, there's it's just hard to to believe that some people just haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and and God's our ultimate healer, so it it, it would make sense. I was I was just uh, fishing around on my desk because I have this book. This is another beefy book, but it's the body: a guide for uh for occupants. And it is so good. It's not necessarily Christian or faith-based in nature, but it goes through all the body systems. Like it starts with like on a cellular level, and like you're just reading this, and you're like, dang, like dang, that like the book, like the body is so cool and God is so cool for designing this. And like it didn't just happen one day, right? Like it was intelligently designed.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit. Cause I could like nerd out over this stuff all the time, all day long. So you talked a little bit about like what practicing your faith in the workplace looks like. What about practicing your faith outside the workplace? How do you make sure you, you know, leave space for, you know, your church community and for, um, you know, developing disciples and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh it's actually funny. You, we, we talk about this. Our church just uh, had a sermon on Mary and Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, So I tend to be more of the male version of a Martha. I'm very like, I wouldn't say I'm very like OCD, like schedule, like have a routine, mm-hmm. but I I do like to have a, a pretty solid routine where I'm going to bed at the same time close to the same time every night i'm waking up really early um, because then that's given me the opportunity to um, spend some time in the word Uh, so our church does a like a daily devotional so so there's a reading and then they have videos to to do a soap method soap method which they Mm -hmm. um, talk about so it's the scripture you observe it you apply it and then it's prayer Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something i do in the morning um the Jesus calling is, it's just ways to spend more time with the Lord. And it's, Mm -hmm. since I'm up by five every morning, like my roommate, he isn't up until seven. So it's just my quiet time Mm -hmm. to uh, to either put on a podcast or a sermon series and slowly make my coffee, make my breakfast, slowly get ready in the morning. I'm spent, I'm using those few hours, just spending time Mm and whatever, whatever it is whatever I can to, to just soak in what the Lord has for me, whether it's listening to worship music or you name it. Um, So that's, that's kind of my mornings. Uh, When I was driving to spring Hill, that was a 30 minute drive um, each way. So really good opportunity again, to listen to podcasts Mm -hmm. um, or listen to music or um, call a friend who I haven't talked to in a while. So filling that space with productive Um, meaningful time. And then, I mean, the weekends, Sunday mornings, I'm serving at church, I'm going to Mm -hmm. church. So I'm, I'm doing on paper, a lot of stuff. And I'm trying to have that healthy balance of making sure I'm investing in my, my faith walk, my, my journey, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not going through the motions. So that's been a, it's, it tends to be a struggle for people who have that like rigid schedule to where Mm -hmm. everything's kind of mapped out in the day and they're just going through the motions. So I'm trying to be a little bit more loose with that, um, to, uh, if something takes a little bit longer or I I don't get to it, I'm not like beating myself up over it. I'm just making sure that I'm, I'm being intentional with, with everything that I'm doing each day.
0: Yeah. I need to get some like real spontaneity on this podcast because everyone I've been talking to no shame because I'm like this too. It's like, I have a schedule. I put my Jesus time in my schedule and I'm like, yes, like that is the ideal goal. And that's how I would like ideally operate. But like, it's a lot of us, but I'm also like, is it, is it so much so that we're all like that? Or is it just like, this is just an underrated way to follow Jesus and like in a very practical way this is what your day could look like is putting in a calendar invite for your quiet time.
1: Yeah, I think I I wonder that all the time too and I I think there is and not to like bluntly call people out but I think there is just some like laziness in people. It's mm. like, can you all people
0: out? I'm here for it. Absolutely. Okay,
1: perfect. Wake <laughs> up, wake up 10 minutes earlier. Like mm. it's not that hard to wake up a little bit or you're in the car if are on a podcast. Like there's yeah. so many different like ways to switch up your routine. Like, shoot, are you getting ready in the morning and you're scrolling Instagram or right when you wake up do you grab your phone and go straight to social media one that's so bad for your health because you're getting that that blue light from the the screen you're not slowly adjusting your eyes Um, but as you're slowly waking up like throw on some some christian music or say a prayer or Mm
0: -hmm. when you uh,
1: when you go to bed like put the phone somewhere completely away from your bed turn off the tv say a prayer practice gratitude journaling whatever it looks like like people like to overcomplicate it and make the excuse that there's no time but if you're really being honest with yourself you have all it takes is 2 seconds to say thank you lord and it and it can yeah. look like that like it doesn't have to be this drawn out I'm spending 2 hours reading 5 chapters of the bible and journaling and brushing my teeth while Michael Smith is playing or it doesn't have to right. look that. like it's everyone's walk looks different but you you honestly you have to do something every day yeah otherwise it just like it's
0: yeah yeah and I think too like again like our culture tends to like cling on to the extremes right and so like we see the extreme of like oh I do this every single day and then there's the other extreme of like Don't be so legalistic. You don't have to do it every single day. There's a happy place in the middle of like set up these routines for yourself. And then guess what? If one day doesn't happen, like that's okay. But it's like building the blocks of your faith to be able to support your walk with Christ. Mm, Absolutely. And and, Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was just reiterating my point that I said earlier. Like if you're being honest with yourself, you have... A couple minutes in the day to yeah do something that's gonna better your faith even if it's like like I said my my practice I'm not preaching the word but I'm being that empathetic that that servant in in the office and it doesn't have to be this grand like plan that you that you talked about it's as easy as like telling someone to have a good day smiling at them, or Mm -hmm. it's just being a good person also
0: looks like being a faithful servant of Jesus so yeah yeah for sure and like I'll say those little those little like nuggets breadcrumbs that you leave throughout your day like they stick with other people um for example, when I was a kid, my mom would always blast FFH. If you are a 90s kid, you know who that is. If you're not a 90s kid, Google it. Uh, but she would always blast it, it as a Christian worship band when she cleaned. Like that was her thing. She would like have it on loud, be cleaning the entire house and just be blasting, you know, Christian music while she cleaned. And, and you know, I Core memory, like that is stuck in there um, of like just a really easy, basic way. Now she also listened to Dr. Laura. Any other 90s children will remember Dr. Laura in the pickup line. And now I can say the entire Dr. Laura intro. right? Like that stuff sticks with you. So whether it's Dr. Laura or worship music, it sticks with you. And I wasn't even the one doing it. It was my mother. So um, it also impacts the people around you. 100%. And same with a Christian, like, it's, it's like these passive, it's like subliminal messaging, almost <laughs> like these passive <really laughs> right. ways of like, just breadcrumb, like, do, 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 like, here, here are all the yep. ways I have Jesus in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Playing the worship music over the, over the music. My, my hairdresser used to do that as well. And she actually sold the salon. And then the first thing they did, the new owners did was T- take away the christian music and it was noticed it yeah. was crazy like a lot of the clients ended up noticing i was like huh that's you know that's good to know yeah
1: i mean just a, another good conversation piece too like hmm. think, or, or learning that the client like picked up on that like that's a, yeah. an easy opportunity to continue that conversation
0: but. yeah for sure so i i I love, and I also hate this question um, because one of the things that I like to highlight, um, especially again, we're a culture of extremes and like, you know, everyone thinks that like, oh, Christians, I have it all together. No, we don't. Um, We are broken and flawed. So I always like to just touch on what's something that you struggle with, with your faith walk. Um, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to practicing your faith? in in the day-to-day yeah
1: Yeah. so i i grew up catholic uh, um and i like i'm so thankful for like having that background and going to a catholic grade school and then like still practicing to some degree my catholic faith but recently like last year i just got baptized Uh, um i had a lot of like personal stuff go on and we won't get into to those details right now. Uh, but in all those trials, like the Bible says, like, even in the difficult time, like give thanks to the Lord. And it's mm-hmm. like in these hard moments, like, how can you even like battle through to still like thank the Lord and, and he's and trusting him that he's still going to be there, like to, to get you through it. Um, so that was like, the biggest thing because during that time like I was going to non-denominational services and like started learning more and started questioning like a lot of the stuff that I learned as a Catholic um so that like I think the the freedom and the um Think of the word I'm looking for like the authenticity of Mm. like breaking down that denominational barrier right Um, and this isn't to say that one denomination is better or anything like that Um, like I started to like have more of an authentic relationship with the Lord and like I desired it more, it wasn't just going mm. through the motions, which kind of has that like Catholic stigma the the sit stand kneel say this prayer yeah kind of, um, kind so, of the
0: rituals but, that go along yeah, with it yeah
1: yep yep so when I got baptized uh, my friend who baptized me he's like now that you're following closer with the Lord like the target on your back from the devil is so much bigger now. Mm um and man is that like so true like all of these like little things whether it's um going through the motions with with some of my stuff like I catch myself each day like going through some of those motions um I also have a part-time job working in the service industry in Nashville so Mm -hmm. I'm around a lot of like really pretty girls and Mm -hmm. a lot of alcohol and so like there's all of these temptations that if I don't stay close to the Lord and yeah. follow in his, his path, like I'm not completely separating myself from that. Cause we're also like called to be around people different than us, um, right. and not pass judgment on those people and still love them. Um, but like just continuing to have that, faith that I'm not going to revert back to what old Tony would do Um, yeah go out to the bars with them um, just make really bad decisions so I think and unfortunately Nashville is there's two different types so there's People, it's the Bible Belt, so people love the Lord, mm-hmm. and they are very devoted, um, and there's a lot of people who are here to be seen, um, so their their walk with the Lord is Sunday, and that's it, mm-hmm. um, so also trying not to get caught up in that,
0: Yeah. I want
1: to be seen, and I want to make a name for myself, like, there's just all of these different pressures and temptations um that literally satan is, is shooting at your back to to try and pull you away from the lord um so yeah i mean if <laughs> i just like it went five different directions with that but i mean <laughs> that's okay that's, but like, like... <laughs> yeah it, it's so true like you uh, you really have to have on like your your armor like mm-hmm. like the Lord talks about. Like you you gotta be ready and like if your mind starts to wander, you gotta like call call it out, call it where it is. Mm-hmm. Like Satan, this is not me anymore. Like you do not have this stronghold over my life. Um so yeah, I think that's been that's been a big one. And then in that hard time like a really really difficult relationship lost uh so uh, as a young single male and then this not this is no way to like pick up females <laughs> like have my inbox flooded with girls but we it's will like,
0: have his dms available <laughs> just kidding no <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> it's like there's internal pressure on myself to like as I'm approaching thirty, I'm like, I had this grand design for my life, like, yeah, I'm gonna be married by this time. I'm gonna start having kids, and it's like breaking down that barrier. Like, dude, you, there's no rush in this at all, even though you would like to, to have it pan out and like have someone to walk with. Like, you, you easily could, like, just with wow. how many people moved to Nashville. But if the Lord doesn't but that person in your life, like you're just jumping into to lava. Like it's, it's going to blow up if you're not being sure that it's, it's what the Lord's called you to. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, don't lose hope. My husband was 32 when we got married. So hang in there, bud. I'm such a Thank matchmaker, you. though. I'm like yeah. I love love, and I <laughs> want everyone to experience love. But let's, back to Jesus, what yeah. that used <laughs> to said that like really is like sitting with me is is the struggle of like that as Christians we are called to be thankful to God. like despite what is going on in our life and like despite everything in the crap storm that might be happening whereas like i was thinking like okay so like non-believers they just like they have the freedom to like curse the world and like hate everything and be in a really sour mood all the time whereas like christians like yes well like we that that probably happens we're we're not perfect um but despite all of that, we're still called to be thankful for the Lord. And I think that like, if you're a non-believer listening to this, don't let that scare you away. But I think that's like a really powerful, I think it's a powerful marker to the heart and mind change that happens when you follow Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I would have never considered myself giving thanks for the trials uh mm-hmm. over a year ago or even like being a catholic like you you that just doesn't pass into your head like so it, it definitely like it shows your your trust in the lord that while he he's putting you through this mm-hmm. this trial he's he's going to be there on the other side to to help yeah. you out of it and in the grass i mean the the cliche the grass is greener on the other side but like yeah it, it really is true like once you understand like the Lord never wants anything terrible to happen to your life. Like he doesn't desire for, for it to happen and you to like fall away from him. Like he, he wants, he wants you all that much more um, to, to lean on him even in those difficult times. So I think, yeah, that, that just shows like the maturity of the, uh, the follower when, when they
0: can, can see that. Sorry, I was googling a verse um to, to to be able um to be able to reference of of Psalm 23, where I like, even though I walk through the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Um, for you are with me. And I think that that just shows, man, that that's the second time that's come up today for me, Mayanna whoops i know like god is with you through everything oh gosh (laughs) holy spirit help me but i was quoting isaiah 41 earlier today and it was like uh you know the lord is with you and then mm, this came to mind but when we are in the the valley when we're in the valley's God is there with us and he's not like hanging out at the mountain like, hey like have fun like okay hey, see you later like see you when you're done it's it's he's walking alongside us through it um and to think of the glory of God doing that with us that's that's something cool to sit on. that's something cool to chew on. oh yeah yeah mm, I love it. All right Tony, let us. Let us finish off how I love to finish every episode is what is one thing that our listeners can do to implement a faith building discipline or practice into their life this week. Like what is one actionable thing that they can take, in a little nugget, a little breadcrumb and go make I don't know what do you make with breadcrumbs? Fried chicken, I don't um, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like I haven't had bread in so long what, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: um
1: no um I so with this soap method with our like daily mm. devotional with the church um they they have like a gratitude section in the in the journal mm. um so I am all about finding something I do three three to six every day of like things to be grateful for. Um, So even if it's just one thing, like there is one thing in your day that you can be thankful for, write it down, write it in your phone, say it out loud. And like, give thanks to Jesus that you, you had something good go for you today. I think Mm -hmm. that like, not only is that powerful in growing your, your trust in the Lord, um, but I mean, the research showing how it helps mental health, emotional health, mm-hmm. um, changing that like energy in a body to be more positive and grateful, how that can affect body tissues and even pain and and all these other like physical things that are going on in the body, like having that spirit of gratefulness and gratitude, like super easy to do. And it's it's mm-hmm. just a good way to either reflect on
0: the day if you do it at the end or start the day off. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. that's awesome I was I was thinking we should probably have like keto beware like a keto warning like we're talking about (laughs) breadcrumbs here um when when I was growing up we always had pow wow holy cow what's that which like pow was something bad like it's kind of like a high low at the end of the day Did you ever do like high lows where it was like what's something good that happened what's something bad that happened but it's like kind of a twist on that where it's pow wow holy cow so it's like pow what's something bad that happened wow what's something good that happened and then holy cow is like how did you see god move in this in in, in this day so I, um, I love that we
1: uh we called it happies and crappies <laughs>
0: So I one like happy
1: that one, crappy. Yep. Yeah, you <laughs> gotta, that just is explicit. This p- podcast. No,
0: I've <laughs> I've said crap many times on this podcast because guess what? That's real. And sometimes yeah. I have no filter. A lot oh, of the times, yeah. I have no filter. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, a couple of curse words every now and then is not going to send you to the gates of hell. Like it's yeah. it's okay.
0: Fun fact. uh you probably know this, but cursing is shown to relieve stress in a very physical way. It like yeah. lowers blood pressure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, uh, do you need to get in the habit of it? Probably not. <laughs> but,
0: <laughs> Hopefully, but... your blood pressure isn't that high always that you need to get into oh my the habit gosh, of
1: it. Oh my God. There's something else going on that we gotta we gotta <laughs> think about.
0: Then there's an emotion stored somewhere in your body that needs to get it let go in that in that situation. <laughs> Yep. Well, Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you or slide into your DMs? <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So like I said, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I am starting my own practice. Um, so if you're local and you need a chiropractor, I would love to work with you. Um, but best place to reach me is my Instagram um, I do have a professional Instagram account that's just all lowercase Dr. Tony Krohn. Um, And then I do have a personal one, but we'll just, we'll stick with the professional one because my personal one, I, it's, it's a little more fun. It's, <laughs> it's unfiltered, frustrated I love it. world. <laughs> so it's oh. not anything that's like very not walking with the faith it's I just like to kind of call things as they are on that one so
0: I had a friend who had a separate twitter account that was like under a different name so she could just like tweet at at will and just call things out and yeah sometimes sometimes that's necessary
1: it's just a crazy world and I I like to just have fun (laughs) with it and and get people asking questions but yeah for the yeah. sake of this conversation. It's we'll linked know. in the bio <laughs> or <laughs> we'll linked know. in the
0: show notes, as I will say. Well, Anthony, thank you so much. And oh my gosh, I called you Anthony again. Oh,
1: Perfect. I, I honestly, I will introduce <laughs> people as Anthony at church and then I'll hear someone say Anthony and I like don't <laughs> respond right away. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I did tell him my name was Anthony. So I'm never consistent how I introduce (laughs) myself because it's like, okay, all the legal documents, I'm Anthony, but friends call me Tony and I'm Tony on Instagram. And I'm just like, I've created this trap for myself.
0: There's a a chiropractor that I follow and his name's Arnold. And so this whole time when I was getting ready to talk to you, I was like, don't call him Arnold. Don't call (laughs) him Arnold. And here I am you Anthony. Tony, thank you so much for joining us uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you for having me. Well, besides baffling his name a few times, Tony was the greatest guest I could possibly imagine. If you're in the Nashville area, make sure to check out his practice and we will see you guys on the next episode.